Welcome to the Insurance Brokers Podcast with your host, Sarah Myerskoff. This business podcast is for ambitious brokers determined to grow their business. Our guests are highly experienced industry experts and innovators. This is the place to leverage their success, learn how to break through barriers to growth, and discover a community of support and ideas whilst growing your business. Welcome to this episode of the Insurance Brokers Podcast. On today's episode, we have a slightly different format for you. We have Rob Thacker and Alistair Boddy, both joining us from Momentum. Alistair is the Business Development Director for Momentum, and Rob is the CEO of Positive Insurance Solutions, a Momentum broker. Welcome both. Good morning, Rob and Alistair. Thank you very much for coming to join me on the Insurance Brokers podcast today. It's really exciting to have you here and we don't often do um, sort of three-way conversations. So I'm quite excited to have you both on. Thanks for having us, Sarah. Fabulous. So I'm going to give a broad overview. You guys are from Momentum, which I'm sure many, many people have heard of. I wonder if, Rob, you'd like to give us a little bit about your history, how you come to be where you are, what your kind of aspirations are? Well, I, I'm an, a Momentum appointed representative. So um, I have my own business, uh, Sona Insurance Brokers, and also Positive Insurance Solutions. So I have two ARs actually with Momentum for two different reasons. But my background is 32 years as an insurance broker. So uh, I started a humbly in 1988, straight from school, went to work for a broker called Bain Clarkson that became Bain Hogg that became Aon eventually. And um, I had a very good career with those guys, about 20 years, then spent a couple of years in the city and then came up to Ipswich to work for nine years with an independent broker. And in more recent times, got tempted to work for a broker called Towergate that I'm sure a few of your listeners have heard for. That didn't really go so well for me, but it did give me the confidence to say, you know what, I can do this my way. So I've had Momentum really support me in running now for what is nearly 12 months. So uh, 1st November, I started. And I've had a really successful year. I have to. I, I never thought I'd be. It would go as well as this. So um, I'm in a very happy place. That's incredible, good. particularly given what the last six months of the last twelve months have been. So <laughs> well, well done, you. Well, yeah, I have to say, I thought it had fallen off a cliff in March. <laughs> I was just like, what on earth's going to happen? And I had had a few things on the go where prospects said to me, "Look, Rob, I don't know where I am, so I don't know how you can do your job." And I thought, oh no, because at Easter time, I thought this is this is pretty poor. You know, it's not going to go well now. But actually, it's picked up really well. I think there's a certain thing around uncertainty that helps us brokers, and that would probably be, I'd say that's been true throughout the economic cycles. You know, we when things get a little tougher, there's more opportunity. I think so. I would agree. Opportunity versus challenge are two sides of the same coin, which is something I Mm. seem to say a lot in these podcasts. Um, Alistair, would you like to introduce yourself and and give us a bit of your career history and background? Yeah, I'm Alistair Bowie, Broker Development Director here at um, Momentum Broker Solutions. I've been with Momentum for about four years now. Um, Prior to that, um, principally in broker development roles, working for insurers, been working in the industry now for about 25 years, a scary thought. But the last 17 of those been in the UK before uh, uh, that I came across from uh, a short stint in Australia and, and obviously previously that's New Zealand, as the background shows. 
I was going to say, the background and the accent. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a bit of a giveaway, unfortunately. <laughs> so tell us a little bit. I don't know if, if you'd like to tell us, uh, Alistair, a little bit about the current climate and what you're seeing with your network in, in terms of, of that. And then I'll ask the same question to you, Rob, and you can tell us a bit more about how awesome it's been. <laughs> Yeah, it's been an interesting, well, last six months for everybody in the UK since uh, obviously COVID hit. But I think even before that, there's been a sort of fundamental shift to people looking at the opportunity of self-employment and thinking to themselves, do you know what, I can probably do this myself and getting a little bit more confidence and getting some momentum and that sort of uh, frame of mind. So really, it's it's quite an exciting and very, very developing sector at the moment, Um you know, when COVID did hit, we had a bit of a thought process that maybe everything will sort of uh, grind to a halt, but it's been it's been the complete opposite. There's been an absolute influx of opportunities and conversations being had and uh, people looking at what the future holds for them. Just from our perspective uh, at Boston Tullis, we've had a surprising amount of people coming to us to say, you know, I'm thinking about starting up. Where do I go? What's your advice? What are the kind of things I need to think through? Which is again surprising, but but really interesting. What about you, Rob? How have you found uh, year one with the added pressures of COVID and global potential economic crash? Yeah, I think the thing is with the model as a as a broker, it's all about who you know in in terms not not the insurance industry. And I think that's a mistake people sometimes make if they've been a insurance broker for many years, i.e. more market-facing than customer and business environment-facing, then they're going to struggle. Whereas I've spent, you know, quite a lot of the last sort of 15 years probably out there meeting customers, meeting businesses, networking, and I've done everything, every form of networking you can think of from B&I to, uh, and I'm currently in a network called Vistage, which is really good. And, And so I've built up a kind of a lot of friendships with people who have organisations that would make great clients for me. And I don't know whether I necessarily have done that consciously to get to this point, but that has paid dividends at this point because I'm the insurance bloke they know. And so they've picked up the phone to ask me questions about all manner of things. And, and you know, I've had queries on credit insurance, which although I don't do, someone else in the Momentum Network does, and they've been really helpful to me. Legal indemnities, again, not my thing, but another AR does that. And so, you know, just becoming known as the insurance bloke to businesses is is great. And as we've said, you know, the economic uncertainty means that people are, are definitely a lot more inquisitive and actually are not taking the sort of risks that they were taking before. And I've had a few people who just haven't done things right, kind of known they haven't done it right, but now are doing the right thing, insuring <laughs> things properly. I mean, I, th- I think, you know, a lot of customers don't realise they do have options. One of the big options is not bothering to insure, but no one explicitly tells them that. And I think it's quite important that they get that kind of balanced perspective. Yeah, so, yeah. absolutely. One of the things that one of the reasons that you, if you've listened to these podcasts, you'll have heard me talk about is is exactly what you're saying with the momentum community. Is it's bringing together a whole range of opinions, thoughts, career histories, decision making, mistakes, lessons learned from a whole range of people within the industry, which is designed to be a kind of a support development resource for for insurance brokers because of the wealth of knowledge that sits within the industry as a whole. And I suppose that's what you've got within Momentum when you're just talking about uh, credit insurance or indemnity insurance and 
the pitfalls within? Yeah, it's just, yeah, I suppose just probably adding to that, it's, it's about really um, understanding your own capability. So if we take the example of Rob, who's, who's worked for, for a couple of brokerages in the last couple of years, is there is, I suppose, an element of fear that a lot of people have when considering doing what Rob's done about the fact that the client buys into the name above the door as opposed to the individual that's doing the day-to-day job for the client and obviously giving them the quality of advice, support and service which which they require. And I think probably one of the biggest barriers to people doing what Rob has done is about having the confidence in your own ability and the strength of your relationships and knowing that they will follow you and um, um, continue to support you. Completely agree with what you've said. And one of the recent podcasts that I think you've listened to was somebody that made the move to startup, but not from an account exec perspective. So had no book to pull over with them. What do you think of that in terms of, and he's, you know, doing really well. That's an added level of risk, pressure. What do you think? That's really brave. It is, isn't it? But he's done a phenomenal job. Proper start from scratch. And, And you know what? I respect that because... If you get out there and you do, do join organisations like BNI, Chambers of Commerce, Institute of Directors, even, even during COVID, I've been on hundreds of these Zoom calls to, to chat to lots of people who I don't necessarily know very well and make an introduction and follow up afterwards. You can do that. It's, it, you know, it's not as difficult as people might think. It's just that you know you will find initially you will be dealing with a lot of one-man consultancy type style businesses you know, people in all manner of different areas, like aromatherapy, you name it. But it, it doesn't matter. These are all good, you know, potential clients. And you can build up a reasonable book. But it's it's the network beyond the people you meet in the networking groups that's kind of key. It's getting, you know, there's a reason there's a one-man consultant doing well. It's because he's got a couple of really big clients. And if you can facilitate the introduction to those clients, then you will find that as a much more profitable way of working but yeah good luck to him I mean I think yeah very brave and part of me wonders if I should have had the confidence to do that years ago and be further down the road now but hey you've done it now and you're 12 Mm. months in in what is arguably one of the trickiest times of of probably of anyone's uh, life yeah and and what's been interesting this morning I was on a call to my first client talking about their my first renewal which was really nice and He's been through all sorts of changes during the year. He's decided that the thing that I'm, I've been insuring for him, he's going to sell it. But he's going to sell it because he's going to buy a load of other things because he's decided his lifestyle is now completely different because he realized he can work from home and run all the companies that he's been running without actually being in an office. So now he's moving to a farm in Devon and, um, you know, where he's going to have a, almost a completely new structure of companies. And you think, well, and that's gone on a lot. People have done a lot of quite, you know, in a time of change, people are embracing the change. And for, for me, it means I get some more business. The chances are I might hang on to the stuff anyway that he's selling. And that just continues to feed, you know, the, the, the business machine. I think you're right. And it just touches on something you said, Alistair, a moment ago about we're in a, a very developing economy, industry. There's a lot of change going on at the moment. And there has been, again, arguably for a number of years, when you talk about digital revolution and IT infrastructures and AI and algorithms, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. But it feels to me that COVID's just put a massive fast forward on the changes that are happening. And 
the insurance industry isn't one that changes generally. If you look over, I mean, you can pick a few things over the last hundred years that have kind of changed the direction. But as a general rule, it doesn't change fast, but I'm seeing lots of um, innovative thought changing, business changing developments uh, going on in the market. What do you think of, of that? As far as from, from a momentum's perspective, um, I mean, obviously having our, an appointed representative model, everyone works remotely, so they have got the systems and the IT and infrastructure to do just that. I think as a, as a general rule across the broken community that we, we deal with, um, they've responded incredibly well to what was originally a forced lockdown, the ability for them not to see clients and for them to start embracing the likes of Zoom and uh, Teams, etc. So I think generally well, uh, generally speaking, the, the insurance market has done very, very well in regards to adopting and, and adapting to change. You know, there's been some fantastic stuff which we've seen from some of our broker members where, you know, BNI or, or, or the equivalent um, networking groups have done incredibly well for them and continue to do incredibly well for them despite not being able to see people face-to-face. The one thing which has become clearer and clearer over this period of time is the need to provide um, businesses with quality advice, being able to tell them what is and what isn't covered and to give them some very tough messages at times, but clear messages in regards to how they can either deal with the the lack of cover where, where BI didn't respond and or make sure their business is resilient and they manage the risks that are, are brand new to them and to us, to be fair, to ensure that they um, continue to trade post uh, the pandemic. Two thoughts occur to me from what you've just said. So you've both mentioned networking events as being quite an important part of your sales strategy. And you've also, Rob, mentioned referrals and sort of the wider network from within the network. And Alistair, you've just mentioned getting that quality advice and information out to your clients and beyond prospects. What we're essentially talking about there is the sales and marketing. That's that's what that is. What kind of things are you seeing or what kind of changes are you seeing within the Momentum Network and you, Rob, within your the requirement of your buyers about how you get that information to them? Because networking and referrals is you know, incredibly uh, important source in relationship business, but there is a lot more that can be done and should be being done. What do you think those things are and what are you seeing as the changes? I think when it comes to, it probably goes back a step to when we start talking to people about starting their own brokerage, it's about the quality of business plan and understanding where you are going to get your income from and how you're going to generate that. You know, if you look at some of the more successful brokers, which we've got, they have got a very, very defined and clear strategy in regards to what they do in regards to the lead generation. And they will see anything between 20 and 50% of their income coming through that introduce a network or networking groups. But I think there's still a little bit of hesitancy in some sectors of the, uh, of the broken world about really investing in those networking opportunities and those introducers as opposed to just, yep. I can introduce your business and expecting it just to happen without providing the added value by return. So I think that's the bit where more and more people are getting better at and the quality of content, dare I say it, or information to be shared is, is, is really, really critical to show that added value and advice. Yeah, I, th- I think, you know, if, you, if you're going to do something like this, you've got to get yourself a good plan. You know, you've got to know your because after this is an individual's business, so you've got to know yourself really well. And 
you know, if you're if you're much more comfortable going back to insurers and having those relationships, this isn't the world for you. But if you're more comfortable in the space that sits you in front of a client and allows you to build those relationships, then you do need to devise, devise a very clear, unique selling point. You know, what are the things that are going to make you different? It's quite difficult to differentiate yourself in a the insurance broken market because there's thousands of us, isn't there? I mean, there are just a lot of us out there. But you'll have a reputation, you'll have a brand, and you need to play those cards strongly. Even though other people might be saying the same words, it doesn't mean that they're actually doing it that way. So you know, I spent a lot of time through other brokers' websites to work out what mine should look like and, and how it should differentiate itself. And a lot of the words might seem the same, but if they're actually part of what you do and you consistently deliver that and you can demonstrate that with case studies and the methodology used for working, then it doesn't take people long to realize that this isn't some kind of cover story. This is reality. And then they will tell other people that that's the way you do business. And um I'm not sure necessarily, some people just jump in and think, ah, it's going to be great and fine. But you, these kind of little details that are the foundation of your new enterprise are really important to think through in advance. And, it, and if you do do that and you have a plan, you have your goals, then your confidence will continue to grow as you see it become reality. And I know that sounds a bit <laughs> ethereal, <laughs> your kind of thoughts become things type type approach to life. But there is a certain truth to this. And I have to say, Alistair, he, and he, you know, he doesn't take compliments well, but he is very challenging when you arrive and say, right, okay, so what are you going to do and how are you going to do it? Because that's what Momentum need to know, because they're the guys who, you know, for me, it's, it's a perfect setup because all the broking is done for me by guys with great relationships with insurers. So I don't have to spend any time on that. All I have to do is interpret that into what the client needs to see and the options they want to understand. So in going through the momentum process, we sat down as, and uh, you know, you can do it now by Zoom, but, you know, Alistair is challenging and saying, well, how are you actually going to do that? You've mentioned some numbers and I've worked for big brokers and, you know, you come up with numbers for new business and budgets and all that kind of stuff. And some of it, you just think it's just pie in the sky, but that's the machinery. That's how it works. With these guys, it's very real. This is your money, after all. You know how are you going to pay your, you know, your mortgage and for your kids and stuff? It's got to have some substance to it. So my my revenue line, when I look back at it, I've exceeded it very fortunately because I suspect it's, this year has been a good year to to start a business. But they challenged me on my plan. They made sure that I was confident and they could see that I could deliver some of the figures. And that doesn't, that's not taken away from me being my own boss and management, but you do need someone, every business, everyone needs a mentor, uh, a coach of some sort and, and guys who are going to say, yeah, how, how's that going to work? I think the entrepreneurial journey is a lonely journey is, is such a, a strong and true comment. And so having the support network, whether it's through a network like Momentum or, or the mentor or coach to challenge your um, your beliefs is incredible. Just two things that I think I'd maybe add to what you're saying is the business plan and the robust nature of it is incredibly important, as is the focus. So where that business plan is focused, and we've talked about lead generation, we've talked about the target market, the who, and we do quite a lot of work on our some of the stuff we do on that, identifying that market, challenging it and going further from 
I want to target SMEs. Okay, where? What size? How many employees? Any particular industries? Let's really know. And then let's turn that into an actual list of a thousand names with businesses and email addresses. Because once you've got that, you are so much better place to develop your sales strategy that involves uh, marketing materials or you know various um, customer or prospect collateral that you want to send out that's helpful because you can you know you know what the the need is so that's you know what I think is really important but also not always there that focus and that tangible business plan that's written isn't always done. Uh, I think it's a really important part. One of the things that, um, so I'm doing for my sins, I have got one of my DIP exams next week and the coursework that goes with it because I thought that half term would be a great time to put that in. But in doing some of the uh, revision, one of the things struck me from the um, from the book and it says, it's talking about customer service in a marketing perspective. So the type of collateral you're giving your customers and the information and the whether it's video content, written content, whatever it is, but genuinely being of value, being of value and how that's part of your customer service. And the way I kind of see marketing is prospect service. So it's the same idea behind it. And sometimes I think marketing is a bit of a dirty word and a bit of a, oh, it's woolly, fluffy stuff. But if you were to spin it into a customer service, prospect service ideology, then you can almost see the benefit a lot easier. Yeah. Sorry, went off yeah. on a bit of a tangent there. <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, you've got, to, you've got to know what you're going to say no to. That's probably more important than saying yes. So, um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, getting that neatly defined for yourself. Because time is so precious. You know, you can spend so much time going down some rabbit hole that's going nowhere. <laughs> So easily done. We've all been there, haven't we? <laughs> I've done, I've done but, uh, you know, but, but that's my business. I don't have to kind of mess around with that. I get to choose. That's the benefit. Say, sorry, yeah, Sarah. I was going to say, Rob, um, you know, the challenging and being hard on a business plan isn't so much about being critical. It's about ultimately uh, giving, giving everyone the best chance of success. And, um, hmm. you know, going back to what you said before, Rob, about learning what to say no to is really, really critical very much like momentum knows what we are right for uh, in regards to the type of brokers and how we can support them i'm sure the same thing applies to you in regards to how you engage with your prospects and clients and and what works for you can i um just to take a slightly different direction i'm quite interested so obviously momentum give quite a lot of support in terms of the initial business planning and uh challenging that to make sure that it is watertight what additional support do you get from right your business plan is good let's take the next step what what the practical kind of implications what have you found useful rob alistair what's your part in it well for me i mean it's i I came from a a brokerage using actress so in terms of systems that was helpful to be i think actress probably is the sort of largest broker platform out there and actually is i mean i've never been the greatest system user i have to say but I have learned a lot about, you know, using the system to get the best from it. So that's been useful for the smaller stuff that I ended up doing. You know, I can just, now I can literally just load something on and get a quote, which is something that I hadn't done in previous roles at all. But the system is great. But the moment I hit any kind of bump in the road and phone someone up, they show me what to do or they or they do it for me, which is probably even better. So I've got six people that are on my, you know, my effectively my account handling crew 
So when I've been challenged by clients, I say, well, it's just you. It's like, well, no, it's not just me. If you look at my website, you'll see there's six of us. And, you know, so there are people who can speak to you very comprehensively about each market, each insurer, when you want to get that type of information. So that's all great. I mean, picking up from what Rob was talking about, the added, added services, which Momentum provides, it's really quite flexible. It's, it's looking at, you know, if we take Rob as an example, um, what support Rob needs. Um, does he need additional marketing support? I mean, the brand design we helped with, website development, to be fair, HR support. Um, if he's looking at uh, recruiting, help with taking on premises, acquisition funding, if that's required. It really is endless in regards to the additional services and support which we offer. Yeah, sorry, I didn't say that actually, but Dom, who works on the, in the marketing team, he sorted out my whole the whole of my website. So all I did was come up with a name, and then he got the logo. He did all of that, and uh, yeah, so talk about take a worry away because that's so important to get that right. And um, you know, I think they got fed up with my particular nitpicking and OCD about it. But um, it's you know that was all available to me, which was great. Another thought I was going to add there, Sarah, about. Um setting up a brokerage is, is, you know, a great business plan is a good start, but there's a lot of other bits and pieces that come into play, such as timing, the financial support that you need or don't need, dealing with covenants and understanding the impact of those and the potential implications involved in respect to those because no two covenants are the same. It really is quite endless in regards to the whole support package and the support we provide leading up to the actual start date or, or, or picking the timing for when the start date will be. What about placement strategies? So presumably you have a strategic placement strategy. How much flexibility is there for your brokers to, you know, place within your strategy and or outside? One of the things which has become apparent to us is, is having the, the, the depth of insurer agencies. Um, so, you know, I can't recall how many hundred insurer agencies we've got, but there's obviously a need to make sure that we have got that depth because every single one of our partners' needs is different, um, as are their clients. So like any other broker, we have worked incredibly hard at building strength relationships with our insurer partners, but at the same time, we ensure that you know winning and retaining clients with the right cover is paramount to um, any placement strategy which we have in place. Do you have any MGAs within your group or are you purely brokers we certainly do and we, we find them very very useful and very supportive in regards to our business model and um, um certainly i don't think momentum would be where it is today without the support of mgs i did a podcast with peter cullum way back in the beginning of of the insurance broker podcast and one of the things he was talking about was the underwriting function lending itself well to ai and automating that kind of function do you, as a group, do any sort of R&D into that type of technology and, you know, the changes that may or may not be coming that people keep saying are coming over the next 10, 20 years? As a group, obviously, Actress is pretty central to most things which we do as a business. Um, and I know Actress themselves are working with insurers on, on, on elements of that. Not specifically are we looking at AI. However, we definitely have seen a shift from some insurers talking around using data specifically to help underwrite, um, for instance, removing average um, and looking at adequate sum insured uh, where appropriate. But yeah, I hope that answers the question. Yeah, absolutely. So in terms of 
are all of your partners ARs and do you have any support if they want to go directly authorised? All of our partners are appointed reps. Um, that is the business which we're involved in and, and it works incredibly well. So, you know, we, we do, as partners grow, um, have, have uh, conversations around becoming directly authorised and we have had people head that way in, the, in, in, um, in due course um, and we wish them very, very well. Everybody's, I suppose, needs and demands of running their own business differs. Um, so Rob's requirements um, will be very, very much different from the next guy or girl. And it's just important that obviously you understand what their ambitions and desires are and flex the level of support to, to meet those expectations. How many partners do you have at the moment within Momentum, if that's not a contentious question? Uh, no, it's not a question. No. About 80 at the moment, yeah. Fabulous. And what are, uh, within Momentum, what are your sort of trajectories and how, you know, you must do the same kind of business planning that we all do in our own kind of unique sectors. Do you have any particular challenges that the current environment are has kind of given you or, or opportunities? From an opportunity perspective, there is no shortage of opportunity at the moment. We're seeing a, a huge amount of interest in starting brokerages. Um, for us, it really comes down to quality over quantity. It's about getting the right people that culturally fit and work with momentum and, and vice versa. So we don't really have an ambition in, res, in respect of number of ARs. It's about the quality of and obviously making sure there's continued mutual benefit for, for all parties. Just before we finish, Rob, I've got two questions for you. One is, what one thing would you do differently? And a follow-on, what piece of advice have you got for somebody thinking, right now, I want to make the leap, but I'm scared? Yeah, I think if there's one thing I'd do differently, I, I would have started sooner. I shouldn't have waited to feel as though I was confident enough to do it. I should have just done it. And if I had some advice for someone else, I'd say, you know, think about what you want from your life. You know, where do you want to be? And, you know, just just go for it. There's business out there. There's business that I never thought I would touch in this first year, you know, that has come through the door just through networking and getting out there. So go for it. Be confident. I think that's fabulous. And it sounds, Rob, like you've had a phenomenal journey over the last 12 months. And I wish you all the best for the next five, 10, however many years that, that you keep going on it. So it's been really, really lovely to speak to you both. Thanks, Sarah. Good luck with your dip CII. I'm, I'm impressed. <laughs> I have procrastinated for the best part of 18 months. I'm now hitting the outer edges of you've got to get this done or you're going to lose it. So I, I put the date in my diary without looking at half-term dates and we'll ride that fun boat for the next seven days and hopefully pass it and all will be good. <laughs> now that it's on the podcast, there's no pressure. <laughs> yes anybody listening if you message me this time next week uh, monday the 26th i'll i'll let you know whether it went well or not <laughs> fabulous thank you very much both of you for your time thanks sarah it's been good, okay. really good to chat thank you for listening to today's episode if you have enjoyed what you have heard have any questions or feedback please leave us a review and we will be sure to get back to you if you would like further information on how Boston Tullis Group can support your business, or if you would like to join us on an episode, please do not hesitate to contact us.